the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Max Out Savings Advisors. The views expressed during the broadcast are solely for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily express the views of KNTH, its management, Max Out Savings Advisors, or its sponsors. Max Out Savings Advisors and members of the Max Out Savings team may or may not hold securities mentioned during the show. Plan for your prosperity. Prepare for your retirement. Safeguard your savings. And nurture your investments. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioka. Good Saturday, good Saturday morning and welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka and we are talking savings investments in your retirement as always here on the show. And our our motto and our philosophy is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth over the long term. Save aggressively, invest conservatively. I'm not hearing what I'm saying on the headphones. So, it, uh, and so the way you do that is put away money in your company plan for retirement to build up wealth and uh, pay yourself first with it. So, so they take out 10% out of your check. You should your target should be ten percent. They take the ten percent out. So if you're making a hundred thousand dollars, you save ten thousand dollars. Then when you do your taxes, you get a ten thousand dollar write off. So you're getting part of the money back. The ten thousand dollars then goes into your four hundred one K plan and it grows tax free for the next twenty, thirty years, and you can retire successfully. It's pretty simple. The reason we talk about this is is it's very simple. It works. We've seen it time and again. People come into our offices. They're retiring. They do IRA rollovers, and they're very wealthy. It, it, what I try to bring to the table here on the Max Out Savings Show is how to save money, how to build up wealth. But I try. I mean, we take very complex ideas on this show, I think much more so than many other shows, and distill them down to very simple things to help you out. But you have to keep things simple for to, to work, a pl- if your plan is so complex, it's generally going to fail. The more complex things get, the more likely they fail. The reason why the astronauts, when they fly in space, they they train, they train, they train, they train, because what they're doing is very complex things. Any little thing can can make the whole thing fail. And so you've got to train. You've got to have redundancies. So. Look, most people aren't astronauts. Most people don't have the ability to time and put into things. So so what you want to do is have an idiot-proof strategy that sort of works, and you got a very high po- a high probability of a positive outcome. And that positive outcome is saving money. By doing that is putting it away in the company plan ahead of time because it's almost impossible for most people to save money. So they get their paycheck and they spend it. Then at the end of the month, what they have left over, they save. That's virtually impossible for most people. Some people are really good at doing it. We have a lot of those people come into our office, but most people can't. We recognize that. So we try to come up with a program that's really good, simple, that easy to understand and, and foolproof. And that that's the program. Put away 10% minimum plus the company match in, in your 401k. Look, if you can't do that, start at 5% or 4% and then work up a little 1% a year. But get there. So anyway, a uh, lot to talk about on the show. A gorgeous day out here in Houston, Texas. After a, a very, uh, you know, there's just kind of that Astros hangover. Uh, it was, you know, very disappointing that we. I was actually at Game Seven. I thought for sure we were going to win it, but then when they started leaving all those people on base, it really, you know, if I had to do anything over again if you'd have put me in charge of the whole thing i'd have done everything exactly the same the one thing i would have done differently i think they should have shaken up that batting order i think statistically the batting order was great uh but for whatever reason they were leaving too many people on base and i think if they would have shook up the batting order and changed it somehow some of those people because we get people on base and then we we get we wouldn't get anywhere in in and so they should have been a little more aggressive on those lines. It was just, uh, it's just disappointing. Uh, 
we had phenomenal hitting all year, but we just left a lot of people on base, and I think it had to do with the batting order. But, and I think that's one of those things that, you know, the Astros are masters at statistics and things, and really done a remarkably good job. But sometimes, you got to shake things up. I'll give you an example. What was it? A manager Rodriguez, the Washington Nationals. That guy clearly, the, uh, I forgot who it was, runs down the baseline. He was, I counted the steps. It was like seven steps. I'm like, one, two, three. Seven of his left steps were on the grass. So clearly you were way out of the thing. You knock Yuli's glove off his hand. And then, it, so he clearly was in the wrong. The the, the umpire called him for interference. Uh, he knocked his glove off. And, and I've watched Yuli, I, you know, sit right in front of the guy. And I watch him all year. He virtually doesn't make a mistake at all. It's pretty remarkable. And, and so what happens? The manager comes out, throws a complete fit. And from what I've heard, he was supposed to not do that. I mean, he was the evident for health reasons. They really, he, he threw a fit. He got thrown out of the game. Well, he knew it would fire his players up, which is what it did. I mean, we that was a one thing. It's disappointing. I thought we played really well. I thought our pitching, look, you're never going to get perfect hitting, pitching, or anything. I thought they did a phenomenal thing this year. But uh, went to the World Series, but it wasn't to be. Very disappointing. Although I will say this, I was at that final Yankees game here in Houston, which is the best game I think I'd ever seen in baseball, one of the best in sports. Unbelievable comeback on that with Jose hitting that home run. I can still see that in my mind playing over and over again in just unbelief. And it was that was exciting, so great year, but it is what it is. So back back to uh to investments and savings. Uh, a cut, by the way, a couple ways you can participate in the show. You can give us a call. This is a live show on Saturdays. We have repeats on Sunday. Uh, the show's gotten quite popular. You can give us a call at 713-339-1070. You can listen anywhere in the world by going to the website. Just Google in uh, KNTH AM 1070, the answer. They they don't use KNTH. You notice that, Jennifer? No, they have AM 1070, the answer. But anyway, so Google, you can Google up the radio station, hit the Listen Live button, listen anywhere in the world. We have podcasts on the website, too. And uh, you can sit there and, and catch the podcast. You know they're on there, I think, by Monday or so. Uh, just hit uh, go to podcast, and you'll see us there, Max Out Savings Show. Also, you can go to our website at maxoutsavings.com, headquarters for Max Out Savings Advisors, and you can... Uh, sign up for the free Max Out Savings Report as well. It's a free report. We don't call you up. We don't bother you. We send it out about once a month and uh, to help you save money and build up wealth. So a lot of ways to participate in the Max Out Savings Show. We're all about building wealth, saving money. So if you need some help, go to those different things. Uh, hmm, where to start? I've got a lot to talk about here today. Uh, the... Yeah, we, we had a really good jobs number came out, and, and I, I just want to touch base on that. If you look at some of the numbers there, uh, the you know the, the payrolls came in at 128000 This was supposed to be a bad number. We know, we've been talking on the show saying, look, the economy is going to slow down some because we got the, the Boeing, uh, you know, the 737. Well, those a lot of those those 737 maxes, they're, they're, they're kind of stuck on the parking lot. They're, they, they can't sell them. They uh, they're slowing down production, which means that's kind of going through the force. I mean, airplanes are one of the big, really big things out there for for GDP. And so that's slowing down. And then we had a General Motors strike, 43,000 workers. Well, that doesn't count all the you know, all the the suppliers that, that can't uh, supply the things they're laid off. That doesn't count the the. The people at the, at the grocery stores, at, at the at the gas stations, at the restaurants where the GM workers work, that are all cutting back expenses. So there's a lot of people laid off. Yet we still had a pretty good job number, 128,000, well above 85,000. Uh, really much better than expected. If, if you look at the the unemployment rate, ticked up to 3.5 to 3.6 from 3.5. I mean. That number is 3.5 is like a 50-year low. One of the things that people go, we're going to have a recession or not, a lot of people go, it's real hard to have a recession when you have 3.5% unemployment rate. And keep in mind, we've lived through times where we've had 8 10% unemployment. Think about that. Think about that. 3.5 is like 50-year low. Phenomenal numbers. And so it's hard to sit there and see. In the last year, the labor participation rate has 
has gone from 60, uh, 62.9 to 63.3%. More people are work. One of the reasons it went up was because more people are going, well, look, I, hey, so many of my friends are getting jobs. I'll try to get a job. A lot of people just gave up and they couldn't get a job. And, and, and so, uh, you know, it, 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 now's the time to be looking. And so there are opportunities out there. So good jobs number. Uh, market jumped up. That was a positive there. Uh, and uh, we're going to be discussing some here. We're, we're still real. I, I, I think there's real changes coming. We're going to be talking about some of those type of things here later in the show. Um, where things aren't that good is actually happened to, uh, you know, the I, last night I pull up to the TV. I was going to watch Amazon for whatever reason. The Amazon Prime didn't come up. And so now I'm trying to figure out what to do when I go over and then all of a sudden there's the Donald Trump speech. So I listened to Donald Trump in Tipolo, Mississippi, and he made a point. He said they're having some of the worst economic growth in like 50 years in China. He said their their economy is really bad, and and which is true. I mean, here we are, 3.5% unemployment. Things are booming in the United States. They're in trouble. They've engaged in a trade war with us and uh, started out by stealing technology, having a plan to take – you know, when you, when you say stealing, I cannot tell you how many different stories and how many different ways I've heard of the Chinese cheating. It's really been utterly remarkable. I, it's almost like it's in their culture over there. I mean, I really it, – it, it's just I, I've heard it everywhere from, hey, they copied our plant to – hey, the kids are cheating at the university and they're getting better grades than me, the Chinese. Yeah. I, 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 mean, I cannot tell you how many different ways I've heard it. And and so finally, President Trump has gets elected because he said he's going to stand up to the Chinese. No one else has been able to stand up to the Chinese. Donald Trump does. But I heard an interesting thing, uh, a comment that Jim Cramer made. Uh, on China. And, and, and one thing about Kramer is, you know, Kramer is really good friends with Larry Kudlow, one of uh, President uh, Trump's chief economic advisors, heavily involved in the China situation. And so he talks to Larry from time to time. And he made a comment about the, the number of, of companies moving out of China. He, and he, he also has his show. He talks to a lot of CEOs. He says, I talk to a lot of CEOs. They're all trying to get out of China. And he said, I got, you know, I'm hearing th- different things out there. And he said, it's not just a couple companies. It's not just 10 or 20. It's hundreds of companies. And, 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 and really, it, the, the list of companies, these are the list of companies moving out of China. Apple wants to move 30% of their production out of China. Uh, they, they, I mean, I think that's their total. I think they don't want everything produced in China because if it goes bad, they're moving to India. If you look at, uh, at uh, oh, I'm sorry. It's 15 to 30 percent. A lot of it's moving to India for, for production. Hewlett Packard, 30 percent of the notebook production moving out. Dell, if you look at Toshiba Machinery, Sumitomo, Mitsu, uh, Asics, uh, Sharp, Funak, uh, Nidec, uh, Kyocera, a lot of Japanese companies. It's not just American companies moving out of China. It's it's Japanese companies. It's other companies out there that are moving out. I mean, because they're realizing, oh, my God, things aren't going well in China. We don't understand where this President Xi is going. We're not sure we can trust him. Uh, they're stealing all our technology. And so there's a massive shift out of China. We're starting to get the factories back. I mean, Chinese companies are moving factories here. Uh, was it Fouye, a glass, a billion-dollar plant, uh, another paper company from China putting a billion-dollar plant in Arkansas. Uh, other companies are moving out. Fitbit moved their production out of there. Whirlpool moved KitchenAid to the U.S. Stanley Back and Black & Decker, Craftsman, back to the U.S. GoPro's moving out. Uh, there's a lot of companies are moving out of China. A lot of factories are coming back to the United States. A lot of There's a lot of technologies that, that we're going to have to move to the United States. I give an example. The United States grounded the the drone fleet, the U.S. drone fleet that that a lot of companies like Bureau of Land Management, the military, they have little drones. They kind of patrol their property, look around. They grounded them because these are coming from China, it, it, and so the Chinese could tap into it and then get a bird's eye view of the of the military base that the, that the that the that the drone is going around. And so the drones are going to have to be made in the United States. This is a fundamental shift. And I want you to understand this. There are hundreds of companies moving out of China. There's hundreds of companies that are going to put 
factories back into the United States. I've heard talk of factories going in by Deer Park from China. I've heard factories going into Austin from China. These are things I'm, I can't tell you about. But So these are coming back. This is exciting. This is a game changer for the United States of America. So when you hear the trade war and Donald Donald Trump didn't start the trade war. China started the trade war. We're standing up to ourselves, and we're seeing a lot of positive things starting to come after. But understand, hundreds of companies are moving back to the United States. It's exciting. We'll be right back after this quick break in the Max Out Savings Show. Downtime with your family? That's good. Downtime for your hydraulics-enabled equipment? Not so good. Cranes, specialized haulers, bucket and digger trucks. When they're not working, you're losing ground and money. South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics. SCHydraulics.com. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos the companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message for 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. We're talking savings investments in your retirement. Uh, you can give us a call here, 713-339-1070. Uh, the, we're talking about hundreds of companies moving out of China. Hundreds of companies are moving, looking to go back to the United States. A lot more looking to move to, to other parts of Southeast Asia, uh, Philippines, Vietnam, uh, Japan's kind of a high cost, India, those places. Uh, and, and by the way, People forget, you know, Donald Trump is a this guy kind of looks into the future, which he stopped the TPP, and if, if, which was the Trans-Pacific Partnership, uh, which was basically the the other com- countries over there in the, you know, Vietnam, your Malaysia, your Philippines, I don't know if Japan, I think Japan, all of them were. And that was going to have free trade between those countries and the United States and we can control it. Well, he was pretty shrewd in doing that because what's happening is all these companies are moving over to Vietnam and other places like that. You know, I'll tell you something about Vietnam. Vietnam is filling up. Okay. The factories are at capacity in Vietnam. I mean, they're, they're like scrambling to build more factories because so much business is coming their way. So we might, we're going to have to sit there and manage that trade too. And what we really want is that trade to come back to the United States. Cause remember every factory that moves out of the United States, we lose workers Every factory that moves out of the United States goes to some place where it's unsafe for those workers. Every factory that moves out of the United States means, means somewhere on the, on the planet, typically China, it's going to go to a place that pollutes up a storm, fills their rivers up with pollution, pollutes the sky, and, and destroys the planet. So every time a, a U.S. company moves a factory out of the United States, they're destroying the planet. So they can talk all they want about this absurd 
carbon neutral garbage. They've done more damage to the planet by moving everything to China and polluting up the planet. So so understand, when we're moving factories back to the United States, that's good for the environment as well. So it's not just good for our workers. It's not good for the economy. It's good for the environment. And, and something to think about. I think I think the, uh, one of the absolute most brilliant things the Chinese ever did was convince the whole world that the United that that CO two is a pollutant because once they did that, then they can start pointing the figure at how much we pollute and destroy the planet. Since CO two is the only thing virtually left that we pollute at all because we've cleaned up our world. You know, everybody, little every American should have tour China just to see the pollution. It's just astonishing. But so anyway, so the factories are coming out. They're they're coming other places. This is exciting. It's really good news is happening out there. Uh, It's not just that. We talked about the drones. You know, people forget there was a chip that I think went into the motherboards of a lot of computers out there, particularly a lot in the cloud storage area. It turns out there was a chip with a back door, a tiny little chip in it with a back door put together by a Chinese company that would allow the Chinese to possibly spy on those computers. Those were going into a lot of of server farms, including server farms holding top secret United States technology. And again, this is another example of why we need to move the technology back to the United States and get control of it. It, it, and since uh, just just uh, recently, uh, I think today or yet a couple of days ago, the United States instituted a review of TikTok, which is one of these companies that, uh, again, it's a Chinese company that, that you can um, social media type of thing. But again, it gives them the ability to spy on American workers. WhatsApp. They turned out there was a bug in WhatsApp, a hidden trap. High level government officials and things were using WhatsApp in, 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 in Chinese. In, in, I think it was the Chinese were spying on them. We've got to move the technology back. That means jobs. That means we they can't steal our technology if we move it back here. If we if we move our tech, if we produce all our technology in China, it gets them to steal the technology, to profit from the technology. They get jobs from our technology, and then they can infiltrate our technology. So all these factories are coming back here. So this is a lot of good things are happening behind the scenes. It, but I really wanted to talk today because to understand. I, I mean, I have a list that goes down a whole yellow pad. I mean. It's 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 just there's hundreds. I, I, when I did the list, one of the things I was surprised how many Japanese companies are leaving as well. It's not just Americans, but it's companies all over the world are moving are moving out of China, which is a good thing. And a lot of them are moving back to the United States. So so we'll see how it all goes. But uh, something to think about. Another thing I wanted to uh, touch, you know, let, we've been talking a lot about. Uh, for, we manage money at, at, for retirees, IRA rollovers at Max Out Savings Advisors for our clients. We, we're value investors in the stock and bond market. We own a lot of stocks, some ETFs, uh, bonds, uh, uh, treasury notes, all type uh, uh, mutual funds. But we talked about PIMCO uh, uh, the last week or so about th- they're very cautious on the corporate debt. And and one of the things, if you read the research, which we do a lot of deep level research, particularly in the the economy, I, I think we're really good at, at seeing problems. It's, it allowed us to avoid the the collapse in two thousand eight. We, we talked about it on the show back in two thousand seven, how the investment banks were going to fail. Uh, we explained how it was going to happen. I, I, I remember the the uh, the show. I mean, I really didn't think I'd be allowed on the air the next week and. Because it was so controversial at the time, and we it, it turned out to be correct. It was probably nine months. Nobody thought it was it was possible, but we pointed out that it was. And and one of the things we've been talking about is is the corporate debt market and and how companies have loaded up on debt out there. And Pimco is you know they're they're very cautious on corporate debt. Uh, the IMF is very cautious on corporate debt. The Bank of International Settlements, which is kind of like the bankers. You know, really top end. They work with the banks. They're like, hey, this corporate debt's out of control. Uh, Chairman Powell of the Federal Reserve, hey, things look pretty good. Corporate debt is a potential problem. Uh, Pimco is like, hey, we're we're trying to cut back. We see real problems in the corporate debt. Here, I came across another person here, and and, and so we're underweight corporate debt. Uh, what our thinking is is that corporations have been way too aggressive with. With borrowing money. Hey, let me just give you an example. I just happened to look at this company today. Uh, 
uh, Schlumberger, which I love Schlumberger. It's a good company. We don't own it, but it's always been pretty conservative. Back in 2011, they had $8.5 billion in debt. Today, they've got $16.5 billion in debt. But if you look at it, they, they had $29 in sales in, in, in 2011. They got 24 today. They made 350 back then. They'll make about $1.50 now, so they're making less money. And 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 they they have uh, they have more debt. I mean, it's just it, it, it's it, it's just amazing. Their debt levels have gone up. I mean, it, it's a pretty stable company. But but all of these companies, like they've all loaded up on debt to to, to buy back stock. It, and this is kind of the Achilles heel of the stock market. And this is something we're going to be continue to talk about. And we we get some more people talking about that here today. I want to bring to your table. But t- let's take a call from Oscar. Hey, Oscar. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Yeah. Hey, Ted, uh, this uh, low-interest rate situation at this time, what's going to happen to the, to the traditional 60-40, you know, when you break down 60-40, uh, 60-40 uh, stock? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What, happens, what happens to that traditional at these low interest rates now? Okay, look, most people, most a lot of investment managers, we're the same way. We use a 60-40 split, 60% stock, 40% sure. bond, to your point. And uh, with low interest rates, it hurts it. There, there. A month, a month and a half ago, there was talk the United States was going to go to negative interest rates. And what if once they did that, most retirement plans in the United States were going to fail. People were not going to have enough money for retire. Uh, the banking system would be crippled. Most many insurance companies, in my opinion, would start to fail. Uh, pensions, right. pensions right. would fail. It, it, and 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 many foundations and stuff would have to cut back. It would be a financial disaster. It it, it it failed in Japan. It failed in Europe, and so we're seeing some pushback. So look, I think you're going to see rates start going up eventually. You you cannot run the economy uh, where 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 savers can get no return on their money. It, it's just going to be a disaster. It, it's going to lead to overbuilding, which it's already doing. It's going to lead for overcapacity all over the place, it, it, and it's a result of central planning by central bankers. Which which central planning, the some of the smartest people in the world are the Chinese and the Russians, without a doubt. Okay, they're actually very smart people. They they compete with us head to head in the Russians in space and cyber technology in many areas. Same with the Chinese in different areas. Yet the, their econ- their economies fail because they engage in central planning. And yet we've got a small group of people in Washington D.C. at the Federal Reserve thinking they can engage in it. It's going to be it's going to lead to failure in this country unless they're reined in, and it's going to lead to a disaster for the American people and endanger the fundamental future of the United States. It, it, and so. To your question, back to the 60-40 split, I think you're going to see rates start going up. Uh, uh, they're going to start backing up to some extent. Uh, I, I think in the last month there's been a massive pushback out there by a lot of, 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 of academics, pension people, and other people, insurance and bankers going, look, this is going to lead to catastrophe if we, if we go to, to negative interest rates. And the other thing they said is they said, please show me how it worked in, in – uh, in Europe or in Japan, and the answer is it failed miserably. So I think I think they're being forced to to uh, to, to to reevaluate the situation. So the answer is I think you're going to see rates move back up. Uh, I, I think you're going to see particularly corporate debt uh, uh, yields start going back up, and, and I think that'll stabilize the sixty forty split. But the thing, that, uh, but if it takes another year or two, uh, what the time frame? I if we stay at just at these rates for another year or two, I don't think it's possible for another year or two of this. Do you? Uh, I, I, look, I think you're going to see a backup in the corporate rates. They could be. I mean, I think people... Uh, I, I, look, I think it could stay down as people flee to safety because they see problems are coming. And I'm going to build on this in just a minute with some other... Okay. Uh, I have. But yeah, I, I so I do think it's going to be a problem. I think they have to get rates up. I think they're going to be low, but what we've done, Oscar, is, is there's been a successful pushback, in my opinion, of the negative rate culture, which they were about to impose upon the people of the United States, would have been absolutely disastrous for the country. It's going to be very interesting the next six months or a year, because I don't think uh, six months or a year, I think it's a very long time now and and people are going to cut down on, on, on the people that are fixed income. They're going to cut down. It's going to lead to a recession. 
No, oh, no, it's not just them. It's it's pension, it's pensions, it's insurance right. companies. It's uh, you know, we we just looked at a we we did some work for for a client on annuities. Actually, a couple clients here recently, and, and we and so they said, look, should we annuitize or what should we do? And we don't know, we don't sell annuities. But people come to us with questions, and sometimes it's like I'm thinking of getting out of the annuity, or I'm, I'm thinking annuitizing, and and uh, what should we do? And so I looked at it. Some of these things they were, they were giving on annuitizing it. The, the internal rate of return on the annuities was one and a half percent, which was horrible. And this is what you're dealing with, which means that person, for the amount of money he put into the annuity, is not getting a decent return on his money for his future and his income. He's going to get less income because the Federal Reserve has has been so aggressive in putting down interest rates. You, you, ask, you know, uh, uh, Ted, you know, the, the banks, uh, I have a lot of CDs, and I go in there, and I, I they, they try to, they can't keep up with the CDs anymore, this, this, this reach to, the, to zero. The banks don't know what the hell to do about getting money or selling CDs anymore. Yeah, and, no. or money or or money markets. I see that. I, I see it so often. And when I go in there, they're very confused. These bankers. Yeah, that's, look, that's, you know. Well, well, here's what we do at Max Out Savings Advisors. We have to put our clients in special money funds that yield more. But yeah, to your point, no, it's a problem. Uh, good questions, Oscar. Okay, bye bye. Look, I mean. Now, some people will tell you, and some of the Fed will go, look, we have to keep these rates low because the Europeans have their rates so low and it's pushing up the dollar. Well, the answer is, that's we're looking at the wrong – the answer is, look, why are the Europeans recklessly engaged in negative interest rates that's going to destroy their economy and pushing our – the answer is, look, Europeans, you guys are keeping negative interest rates. You're forcing up our currency, and you're causing dislocations and trade problems. Clean your – Clean up your operation up in Europe. Your central bank program has failed miserably under Draghi. We, 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 you guys need to start raising rates up to a fair rate because you're unfairly competing in the world and you're pushing the dollar up, depreciating your currency to sit there and stabilize your economies. And, and so the pushback, rather than us making excuses and taking our rates to zero, should have been Europeans, you need to raise rates. And that's the next thing they're going to have to start doing. Now, I want to I want to go over. I, I came across another story, someone that really mirrors our thinking in our, our, our in, uh, the world today, which was Jeffrey Gunlock. And, and so let's see what other people are saying. And 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 he 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 sits there, and this is what he's saying. And this goes to the low interest rates as well. And we're going to be expanding. He said that he talks about. Uh, what do you recommend for investors? They need to position – and Jeffrey Gunlock is one of the biggest bond managers in the world right now. He said they need to position themselves for the next global t- downturn because it will lead to substantial changes in the market, which we agree. I think this is going to be a game changer coming up. If you don't start preparing now while, while the economy is better and doing okay – if 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 you wait, you're going to be overwhelmed by problems in your investments in the downturn. And what he says is, look, when it starts going down, there's going to be no liquidity, in, which means there's going to be no – since there's no liquidity, the prices are going to plunge pretty precipitously down. And so you've got to get out and protect yourself ahead of time. He said investors should s- systematically reduce risk, something we have talked about on the show and in our max out savings report we do for our clients because now's the time to be reducing risk. One of the reasons why treasury yields are so low is because people are fleeing to safety and quality because they know there's trouble coming. The smart money is is, is getting cautious. The smart money is buying gold. The smart money is buying treasuries. The smart money is in money fund. We talked about there's an enormous percentage of the of the super wealthy family offices I think it's 44% of them have very high levels of cash. These are the smartest, wealthiest people in the country. They're increasing cash because they know what's coming. And he said, uh, interesting thing, he said, you should own your house free and clear. This is something we've talked about on the show in the Max Out Center Report. I really believe you should have your home paid off by retirement or close to, you know, within two or three years of retirement. That is a very important thing. And and the other thing is – it's difficult to make these adjustments while the decline is underway because liquidity won't be there. I think liquidity is going to be the, one of the key issues. So when this thing starts going down, it's going to be hard to get out, particularly in the corporate bond market. And, that, and that's what Gunlock really thinks. He said the corporate bond market should be rate, is rated higher than it deserves. The corporate credit is, is the thing that should be watched that should be watched for big trouble in the next recession. In in in. in in the, in the next recession, corporate bonds will collapse. And okay, 
So we're going to expand upon that after the break because we think this is one of the bigger risks out there is is reckless corporate CFOs and CEOs are taking on too much debt to buy back stock and they're endangering the long-term interest of their companies. We're going to discuss that. We'll be right back right here in the Max Out Savings Show. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos the companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message for 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Saving Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Downtime with your family? That's good. Downtime for your hydraulics-enabled equipment? Not so good. Cranes, specialized haulers, bucket and digger trucks. When they're not working, you're losing ground and money. South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics. SCHydraulics.com. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. This is the last segment, so if you want to get in with questions or comments, you can give us a call, 713-339-1070. And also, don't forget to go to the website, sign up for the free report. If you need help with your IRA rollover, you have uh, actually an old 401k plan you want managed, that's what we do at Max Out Savings Advisors. Uh, so if you need some help, go to our website, maxoutsavings.com. That's maxoutsavings.com. You can also call us. We had some questions come in recently. What's the phone number? Uh, 713-627-0400. Leave a message. We're not there now because we're here, and we will get your questions answered. Uh, talking about Jeffrey Gunlock, uh, this is one of the top bond managers in the world. You know, some people call him the new bond king. Uh, and uh, he he does a pretty good job with with things. And we, we were talking earlier on the show uh, last week about Pimco. Pimco is very cautious on corporate bonds. Here's another example of of the uh, the bond king at at, at uh, Double Line. Same thing. Hey, we're very cautious on corporate bonds. Uh, and it, and what we've seen is is we just brought the the the, the example of Schlumberger, which is kind of an unfair. I mean, Schlumberger is one of the more conservative companies out there, but they've effectively you know they've effectively doubled their debt in the last eight years, and and they're they're really they're not earning any more money. It, it's just interest rates are low, so they can get away with it. But what happens if interest rates go up? And and you know it, it, that that could be a real problem. In and, and and so so many of these companies out there, they take in on a lot of debt. I mean, here, uh, Morgan Stanley Research put out an analyst a year ago. 
by only looking, they just looked at the leverage of the companies, just the simple leverage. And they said, if if you just looked at it that way, 30% of the investment grade bond market should be rated below investment grade. And, and what we've had is in the past, the CEO was kind of down the hall on a lot of these companies. When I started in this business, there was a lot of companies. These people were virtually banks. They had so much cash. And, and since then, the financial engineering has taken – look, I, I worked with – I started out my mentor. Some of these people were some of the best financial engineers out there. I mean, I, I knew people. I, I, I knew I, I, Boone, I, uh, Bellsbergs. I met with them. I mean, a lot of these people I know – you know, I'm not going to use some of the names here. But, I, I you know, uh, Mike Metz is a, you know, a personal friend of mine, and, and we talked all the time. And, you know, this guy understood – he actually invented screens showing companies that had high levels of cash, and they'd go around to institutions. They'd never seen anything like that. And, and now the CFO sits right next to the, to the CEO, and, and, and they, they're aggressively managing the, these portfolios. If you look at a lot of companies nowadays, uh, very successful big companies, uh, they got more accounts payable than they have accounts received. These, are, these aren't, aren't, you know, in junk bond companies. These aren't even investment grade. These are like double A or higher and very high, some of the highest level companies out there. They're basically demanding uh, uh, receivables be paid in 30 days, and then their payables, they're doing 90 days. And you look at these working capital numbers, and you're like, what in the heck is going on here? They owe more money to people than they and, – and, and they have plenty of cash. And so they're very aggressive. They're very aggressive. So rather than being AAA or AA or even A, they're like BAA right above investment grade. And they're every time they, they're able to borrow more money, they do it and they buy another company or they buy back stock, And so, which is fine. Things do well. The economy, we've got a good economy for about the last 10 years. It's been pretty stable. Not a problem, but if inter- we've had interest rates go straight down, so they're all all they're doing is, hey, look, we can easily afford it. Look at the cash flow, the borrowing costs are nothing, so we can take on. What if interest rates go up? None of these people think if interest rates could go up, and and, and if you look at at Gunlock at Double Line again, one of the top top investors out there. Okay, what he said. What do you expect for long term? Rates should rise a lot in the next recession because bond inch. Bond issuance will be in the multiples of trillions of dollars. Maybe the Fed will try to push it down. Yeah, they might, but where it's going to go up, if in the next recession, if rates stay exactly where they are, the debt in the corporate bond market is going to start going up because people are going to start getting spooked on corporate debt. The corp, the spreads are too low and they're going to go up. So there's a, a tremendous amount of risk. It, but it's even worse than that because what's going to happen is, and, and, and Gunlock says this, and you've heard me talk about it on the show. He, he said this is what it is. He, uh, the, he talks about the market, and he thinks the market will be the, the – if you look at it, it's going to be the worst performing market in the world, the U.S. market, because it was like Japan in the 90s. It peaked, and then it never came back. If you look at Europe, it peaked back in 2000 or so. It never really reached new peaks because everyone – because the euro was going to be so special, everybody piled in. Right now, everybody's piling into the U.S. market. But more importantly, the stock buyback programs have walked these equity prices up. Understand, for years stock, after the Depression, stock buybacks were outlawed or limited severely because they were used during the 1920s by uh, – by uh, stock operators to manipulate the price of stock, and so what I I I saw it happen. I years ago I, I saw a, I, I'm not going to, but there was a person out there. They were sitting there. They had a smaller company. They were going to try to buy a bigger company. And every day at the end of the day, some buybacks would come in, or he'd get a phone call. They'd buy a bunch of stock. It kept working until there was a phone call from the New York floor of the New York Stock Exchange one day, and it stopped. Like, hey, what's going on here? But that's what they're using. And nowadays, they're using computers, and they're very sophisticated about the buyback problem, but they're walking up the, 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 the companies. That's good. So they're artificially pushing up the market. Look, individuals are selling the market. Corporate insiders are selling this market heavily. Mutual funds, money's coming out of there. Everybody is selling except corporate America, which is buying. No, when I say corporate, understand, that's the company. The individuals in the company are starting in, low, in the last two years a lot of stock. So this is what we're doing. But now this is the key point. It, in the next recession, corporate bonds will collapse and the stock buybacks will end. 
Okay, we'll stop. Okay, that's Gunlock saying that, which is what we've said. And so what's going to happen is once 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 rates start going up, once the spreads start widening out, and, and they can no longer bar, and most of these companies are out there borrowing limits to keep above investment grade, they're going to have to shut down the stock buyback programs. If profits fall, they're going to have to shut. And when that happens, these stocks are going to fall precipitously, and there's going to be a lot of companies that are going to be heavily indebted because they spent money not on new plant and equipment, not on a new research facility, but they spent it on their own stock and pushed it up, and now the stock's trading it at... Uh, at um, Half the bet. Look, we just looked at a stock buying back stock like crazy, forty, fifty dollars a share. Stock went to twenty three bucks. What are they doing? A two hundred million dollar uh, convertible bond issue at twenty three dollars. Well, they spent all that money at the top, and now they're they're having to take on more debt. I think it's actually a pretty good buy, but it shows you what these companies are getting into, and it's hurting the shareholders. So one of the things, when does the stock buyback stop? And this is, so Gunlock is warning you in this. He said, look, this market could, might once it peaks, it's probably not going to come back for years. We agree with that point. And, and this is why, again, you have to be cautious. A couple other things he took. Uh, what about gold? Gunlock says, I've been avid at gold since $300 an ounce. I'm not positive short term. I think it might be worth a buy at 1400 uh, we we were bullish in gold. We turned bullish in the max out saving port in, uh, I want to say, November of 2001. We said it was going to be a 20-year bull market, which means goes to the beginning of 22. I stand by that. We're going to have another run-up in the gold in here. Uh, the problem is you can get cute and try to trade it, but right now we've really we've increased our positions. We think it's going to be one of the big winners over the next three years or so is going to be the precious metal. So he likes it, though. Uh, the... Uh, 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 is there any place to find value? I write value, no. I don't think there's any world in the world of financial assets one could call value because the policies of central banks have pushed valuation levels historically associated with avoidance rather than allocation. So, so, he, so he, you know, everything is expensive. This is why you want to be cautious. This is why you want to reduce your risk allocation. And this is Jeffrey Gunlock, uh, uh, double line. Uh, again, we've been saying the same thing. Uh, in the corporate bond market, PIMCO said that kind of the same thing. So uh, the uh, yeah, here's the other thing. He talks about negative interest rates, which gets to Oscar's kind of question here. What, uh, the, uh, I, I think Powell understands that the U.S. cannot introduce negative interest rates without the entire global financial system collapsing because that's – where where's all the capital going to go? I mean, I, that's that's what I think, and I think there's finally been a pushback a month ago. Negative interest rates are the worst thing that could happen in the U.S. Uh, I agree. Uh, I mean, he thinks eventually you're going to see inflation. You could create inflation through universal basic income that would debase everything, or you could default on Social Security benefits and welfare benefits. I mean, that's the scary thing out there. And this is why you've got to save more money. Again, this guy's one of the biggest bond managers in the world saying this. I mean, you've heard it on the show, of course, from us. Uh, you know, uh, it's going to be pretty intense. Response will be money printing, which I, I think that's what you're going to see. I, I, I think uh, I think that's ultimately why you've got to just be so cautious here. So, you know, we'll kind of see what happens and, uh, with it. Uh, but, but anyway, uh, that's just a di- different thought. I do think one of the big things is the corporate bond market. And, you know, the Fed knows this. The, you know, uh, uh, Chairman Powell made the comment that the one area they're concerned is the corporate debt. So this is why I think one area you got to, again, cautious, high-quality investments, short-term bonds, very high-quality bonds, precious metals, money market. Now's when you reduce the risk. You're going to have to do it ahead of time. Tell you what, let's take a call from Charles. Hey, Charles, how are you doing? Uh, good morning. Uh, yes, you talked about the uh, uh, stock buybacks, and I have a question. Yeah. On on most of the stock buybacks, uh, do, do uh, you know they, they buy back the stock? So in essence, in theory, you know, by reducing the number of shares outstanding, you you know it would ultimately boost the price. However, you also have the issue of of the corporate officers and all being granted stock options. So they're exercising these options. So I guess the question I have is, is how much of the stock buybacks typically result in a net reduction of outstanding shares? Yeah, that's interesting. Look, some of them 
I want to say it was Texas Instruments that bought back an enormous amount of stock. Some of them, and I, I haven't looked at it recently, but I remember I looked a number of years back, and Cisco was buying back a huge amount of stock, but then they were basically paying it all back out uh, in stock uh, uh, grants and, and options right. to their employees. But but there's been a marketed amount of of of, of buybacks and keep in mind even if it's even and so they're buying back just what they're so doing the employees what's happening is if they weren't buying back the stock the employees would get the stock and sell it into the market which would push it down so even there they're able to push up the price of the stock what 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 people don't understand charles is these big and they, some of these programs are massive are walking up the market and, and by that i mean look if something bad happens tomorrow and the chinese and the americans uh don't do a trade deal. The market goes down big. You know, maybe it goes down 500 points. Me, you, everyone else like, whoa, let's be cautious. We'll sit back and see what's going to happen. Those stock buyback programs don't pull back. They're in their buying. Goldman will pick. Goldman Sachs will pick the phone up and go, hey, Charles, we can buy back more of your stock cheaper. Should we increase the amount? And you go, yeah. So you're always stepping in trying to prop up the price of the stock. And that, I mean, the reason stock buybacks were outlawed years ago because it, unscrupulous operators used them to manipulate the price of stocks. Now, they're not manipulating them per se, but by doing this, they're effectively walking up the prices of the stock to artificial levels. Remember, insider, corporate insiders have been selling, individuals have been selling, institutions have been selling, mutual funds have been selling. The, only, the, the biggest buyers have been stock buyback programs, and that's not a positive. Yeah. Well, I guess it'd be interesting to know if, if in theory, uh, as one looks at these various companies that, that have these programs, if there is truly a net reduction. Because, as I said, if if year after year you're looking at the number of outstanding shares and they're continually oh, okay, yeah. increasing, then, then, then to me it's kind of like, well, Okay, no, Charles, i got on like here? one minute left. To give you your answer, yeah, there has been, there's been a, a, a material uh, reduction in the capital structure of stocks, but there's been an offset in debt. So, yes, we bought back more stock than, than, than they've issued in the employment. Good question. Okay. Thanks for the call. All right, thanks. Tell you what, i got to wrap up the show here. A couple things. If you need help with your retirement, uh, go to our website, maxoutsavings.com. That's what we do. We can help you plan for retirement. We manage your assets, your IRA rollover, uh, using our value investing approach to the stock and bond market. We work to reduce risk. Just go to our website, maxoutsavings.com. I'd like to sit down with you and help you out. Look, if you, if nothing else, go to the maxoutsavings.com website, sign up for the free newsletter. It's completely free. We don't bother you. It's a private list, and we send it out once a month to help you save money and build up wealth. Until then, just go to our website, maxoutsavings.com. Until then, remember our motto and our philosophy, to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth over the long term. Save aggressively and invest conservatively. We'll see you next week right here on the Max Out Savings Show. 